You can either create the content that you want to create, or you can create the content that the platform wants you to create. And oftentimes they're not the same. Today I'm chatting with Amber Lynn about how she grew her YouTube channel, which wasn't getting much traction before, by riding the wave and the trend of crypto, Web3, NFTs to get a solid user base, and how ultimately she plans to pivot away from that to create the content she actually wants to create. Amber Lynn, I am pumped to have you here to dive into how you rode trends, in particular the crypto Web3 uh, niche and what all is happening there. Tons of stuff. Some people probably don't even know what I'm talking about when I talk about Web3 and crypto, but you've been really capitalizing on what's going on in that world and taking advantage of it. And I'd love to just unpack how that's helped out your business, your brand, your content platforms, and, and really why you chose to do that and how other people might be able to do the same thing. So I guess the first question I would have for you is, when did you decide to go after this crypto web three niche? And what were you talking about creating before that? Yeah, I'd say at first, it wasn't really a conscious decision. I kind of tripped into it. In the beginning, my YouTube channel was mostly about content relating to building a Twitter audience, because my previous channel, which my audience was at was on Twitter, it was on Twitter. So most of the content that performed well on Twitter was Twitter related content. So they're like, oh, like they love it here on Twitter. I should just put this on YouTube and they'll love it there, right? No, I was completely wrong. Did not get really any traction whatsoever on that. But I had another thing that I've been doing was making custom Twitter banners for people. And people love that sort of art. And then a couple of friends and other folks who knew me from Twitter said, hey, April Lynn, you should try making these into an NFT collection. And I had like very little knowledge about NFTs at all. It was a brand new to space. I had a couple of friends who had bought an NFT before. I had never bought an NFT before, brand new to the game. But I thought, you know what? Bias to action, just go, what, might as well just go for it. Best case scenario, it works out. Worst case scenario, it doesn't, but at least I've learned something new. Tried it out, made a lot of mistakes. Didn't make a bunch of money from it, but I learned a lot. And then I ended up sharing that story. Like in the, the title was How to Make an NFT Collection Without Experience. I kind of went through that entire journey, things I would have done differently and posted that on YouTube. And that blew up. Um, there's something really special in getting and hopping onto trends like this, even though it wasn't really a conscious decision that I made. The fact that you have this kind of like new entrant into this trend in YouTube, that the algorithm is like, hey, this is a good video. Let's blow it up. Let's see how people like it. And people loved it. At that point, it was a more conscious decision on my part of, whew, I have this huge video that's blowing up that got my channel monetized. Do I either lean into this niche, keep following NFTs, keep following this trend and try to like ride the wave? Or do I try to pivot away from that and make content that I actually care about? Because here's a secret. I don't actually love NFTs. I don't really care about NFTs that much. Um, but I decided to lead into it for a bunch of different reasons that we can get into. And it's like why I decided to do that. And that's kind of how I found myself as the NFT girl on YouTube. I always tell people this. There you can either create the content you want to create or you can create the content that YouTube wants you to create. Most of the time, they're very different. And it sounds like that's a little bit what, what you were saying is like, hey, you were creating the content that you like personally, like deep down wanted to create, wasn't getting that much traction. And you created this more like buzzworthy type of content. It kind of took off and you're like, eh, do I want to create the content YouTube wants or the content I want? And this is like a moral dilemma for a lot of people on you know, do, like you said, do you lean into that or, or do you not? So when you decided to lean in, what did that look like? So you weren't at that point, the NFT girl, right? So how did you get the confidence and the knowledge to really lean into that trend? And I guess, why did you choose to lean in? 
the reason for why I chose to is because of my short-term goals, right? I was not making a ton of recurring revenue at that point. And I thought, how great would it be to be able to have some sort of like expected income to come every month? And that YouTube could be that thing. That one video alone was already making substantial amount of money just for me from that one video. So I thought, okay, if I ride this wave, that's how I can actually use YouTube as one of the primary sources of my income. That's why I decided to lean into it mostly for the money part. And then in terms of the how, it was really a matter of making more videos related to the subject. And I think one thing that people like is a misconception about trends is that you have to be an expert in that trend in order to take advantage of it. That's completely wrong. What I realized in the NFT niche is that there were a lot of like tech bros uh, who were in this space who were using a bunch of fancy terms that no one knows what they're talking about unless you're very much into this niche. Versus here I am, literal brand new beginner to the NFT world in general. All I had to do was be one to two steps ahead of the people who are watching my videos. That's what I did. Every single week, I just taught myself something new. Like, hey, Ethereum exists. Polygon exists as a blockchain. What's the difference? Which one should you choose for your NFT collection? Every single week, I just taught myself something new. And then I made a video about that thing. And that was really it. What do you see as like the grand vision for you as a creator? You said like, yeah, you're not super into NFTs. So, you know, if we're looking at it like this time next year, do you envision yourself still creating NFT, Web3, crypto content or something else? Hopefully not. I would like to have transitioned out of this niche so far. It was never the idea. Like it was never the vision to be in this niche. I just kind of fell into it. I'm really just riding the wave and establishing my YouTube channel as a legitimate thing before transitioning to something that I actually like. The content that I would actually like to do is more along the, along, along the side of what I do with my Twitter audience, right? Which is about building in public, about trying new things, about emboldening people to take non-traditional paths and maybe quit their jobs if they want to or start new side hustles if they want to. What sort of side hustles kind of fit well for your own passions? I think that NFTs can fit into that in a way that, hey, NFTs are one of the things that maybe you can do as a side hustle or to monetize a passion of yours. But it's not the only thing that you can do. So kind of like the idea is I have this, this circle of where my current audience is, right? Which was mostly either people who can code who are like, hey, like I saw other people make a bunch of money from NFTs. I can code a generative NFT collection. How do I make this good? They want to make money. Or you have artists who are like, hey, I can create art. I can create good art. I've heard this whole NFT thing. Can I make money from that? So it's really just a a amount of people who are interested in NFTs, but who also want to make money. And they have this idea of an audience where I want to have, which is people who have like want to monetize a passion some way. And so there is a connection there. And then the question is, okay, what sort of concentric circles can we have that eventually connect these two? And that's kind of how I'm going to transition away from NFTs into the niche that I actually want. With you creating content on NFTs, Web3 type of stuff, has it opened up any other doors to you that you wouldn't have thought of? Oh, I had Business Insider reach out to me for an interview, for an article, like in their magazine. It's just, it's incredible. And the only reason they reached out to me was because they had found my NFT video. And the amount of sponsorships that I have, just like I make more from sponsored videos than I do from YouTube revenue itself. I've had even just like having the established channel, now that my YouTube channel has picked up, because of this trend has enabled people to invite me and pay me to teach classes on YouTube because I do have this experience. So my life looks so different now than it does even 
six months ago. And it's all because I capitalized on that trend to the point to grow my YouTube channel to something that people can find me through. Did you or do you suffer from like the imposter syndrome, like knowing that like you came into this, it's not like your background, you're not formally educated, like blah, 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 blah. Like for me, I know it's a big thing just in general in business. And I'm I'm wondering if like you've suffered from that and how you've kind of got through that so that you're comfortable continuing to make content. Yeah, I think at the beginning I did. One, I was thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. And two, I was thinking okay, I made a video about the one thing that I did. How the heck am I supposed to come up with more things to talk about in, in this trend? Like, what what am I even doing here? And then I think it just all came back to realizing, and I've had lots of conversations with different YouTubers about this as well, is you don't have to be an expert. So that's one thing. All you have to do is, again, be one to two steps ahead of the people who are watching your videos. And you realize, even if I know not so much about NFTs compared to, say, Gary V, I do know more about NFTs than the average person. I know more about NFTs than my mom, right? So the people who potentially are interested in NFTs, they can watch these and all get better over time. And I'm already looking at old videos of mine and thinking, well, I did that wrong. That just wasn't right. That just more content that I can say, okay, this is the 2023 version of this, or this is like the Q4 version of this, or I was wrong. This is something that's more content that can come from that. Do you do anything to carry over content from like Twitter into YouTube or YouTube back into Twitter? Like, is there any like process where you like ideate on one of those platforms and it becomes the other? Like you write, you write something on Twitter and that becomes a YouTube video, or YouTube video, and it becomes a Twitter thread or something like that? I don't anymore. The only thing that did happen was in the beginning content and in that one, my very first NFT video. After that, it's just because my audiences are different. I don't want to bring in the NFT side onto Twitter very much because I'm not a super big fan of NFT Twitter. So, and I, and this is not where I want to be. So I keep kind of YouTube where it is. And the idea is I'm going to make YouTube more like Twitter. Eventually I can start sharing content again. But at this time, because they're so different, not so much. Got it. What advice would you give to someone thinking about hopping on the next trend, whatever it might be, and knowing that it could help their business, even if it's not directly in line with what they want to do? Would you say do it? Or is there something to maybe bigger to consider there? Yeah, I would say it depends a lot on what your short-term and long-term goals are, right? Like for me, it's it's is it my long-term goal to talk about NFTs or anything else like related to crypto? No, not not at all. But my short-term goal was I want to grow my channel. I want to be someone who like an established YouTuber. I want to see some success and I want to get revenue from this. And because of that, I was able to see also, you know, have a plan, be able to see if I hop into this trend, am I okay devoting six to 12 months on this trend before transitioning to something else? If the answer to that is yes, then absolutely go for it. There's so much that you can get out of this and so many benefits that you can have in terms of growing your audience and getting new exposures and have lots lots of brand new people discover you that could never do it so before. As long as you're willing to kind of stick with it, because I will say transitioning out of a trend once you're in it, once especially something like YouTube has identified you as you are this type of content. If you immediately try to switch off of that, your channel will tank. It'll it'll kill your channel. So don't don't do that. Have some sort of plan as to over the course of a couple of months, how can I start to transition out of that? As long as you have that, you're good. Yeah. yeah, And I, I've seen a lot of people, they will, it's kind of like casting out like lines, right? Like if you're trying to catch a fish or something, right? 
they're new to being a creator, they'll cast out a lot of lines and see kind of where they get the most action, the most bite, so to speak. And then they'll kind of go deeper into that topic because in the beginning, you want to grow your audience. You want to grow your authority. And to what we said earlier, if you're just creating the content that you want to create, it can be a lot harder to kind of get that off the ground. So I would definitely recommend if you're out there and you're not sure what to create what to talk about or even like what trend you might want to ride like talk about a bunch of different stuff and see what what people resonate with the most and then maybe dive into that more because sometimes people can talk more authentically about certain topics than they can other topics and people just relate to it a lot more absolutely the example we like to talk about is like an architect versus an archaeologist if you're an architect you're building something that you know that you want but if you just cast, you know, one line, it's very difficult. Unless you get that exactly right, it's going to be tough to grow an audience. Versus if you're an archaeologist and you're just digging a bunch of different holes in a bunch of different places, eventually you're going to strike gold somewhere, right? And that's kind of the metaphor that we use, which is very similar to what you're talking about. And it works, right? Like once once you have that one video, all it takes is one video to take off and then you're golden. Love it. And I actually did this on my actually the podcast that we're listening to right now or i should say that you guys are listening to right now this podcast was something else historically for like six years grew a really big audience there over time didn't resonate with that as much anymore pivoted to what it is now content funnels but leveraged the same podcast feed for that so i had a built-in audience already when we started this there was a big audience already there. So I think building up a platform, you will lose people naturally in that process when you make that transition, but you just have to accept that and be okay with it and know that a portion of those people are going to like you and your personality and possibly this new topic as well that you're talking about. And they're going to come with you on that journey. And the other people, they'll go and that's fine as well. Uh, You just have to understand the pros and cons of those. Absolutely. And where can people learn about uh, what you're doing? What's the YouTube? What's the Twitter? Yeah, my Twitter is at Aprilin A, and my YouTube is just Aprilin Alter, my name. Fantastic, Aprilin. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk soon. Perfect. Thanks so much. Hey, before you go, real quick, real quick, take a screenshot, shoot this over to a friend. That's how we grow the show. You share it. I keep producing awesome content. Deal? Deal. Oh, and by the way, if you're ready to create your own content funnel, head over to contentfunnels.co and snag a time on my calendar today.